being ready to go back to the grind. I, I'm trying to give myself a pep talk right now. You know, all you guys in the work world, y'all are saying, what's the big deal? You, you know, y'all, you, it's just a, when you've been off for a little while, it's hard to go back. Y'all know kind of that story uh, and everything. I, uh, is the, uh, uh, the the conference in Atlanta is that going on now or did it go on this week? It was this past weekend. Uh, how many of you guys went to that? Uh, anybody in here? Uh, y'all want y'all want to give any input? What what were your thoughts on it? I mean, anything you want to share about? It was awesome. We had sixty five thousand people bringing in the new year, praising Jesus. It was really fun. A really awesome experience. That's a, is, is that the first time you've been? It's the second time. I went last year too. Second time? But last year was much smaller. This was, it was just awesome. It was a great experience. So would you, you, would you recommend people to go next year? Yes, and Miss Carol has already got tickets for next year. Oh, really? Yeah, she, she loves passion. She loves bringing people there, and so she got the tickets. How many, how many did we have roughly go from our group here? About 20. About, about 20? Well, that is, that is I, I've heard a lot of great things about that uh, there. It, I guess it's probably going to be about the same time next year, uh, you know, there and everything. Who, who was the biggest speaker, entertainer, or whatever you saw? This year, Tim Tebow was there. Uh, Sadie Robertson was there. I think that, those were the two big ones. Okay. They what? had uh, Hillsong perform, Elevation Worship. Wow. So, yeah, it's a pretty big Yeah, show. that's great. <laughs> That's great, man. I, I do. I need to go to that. That'd be an awesome way to start your year. You know, I, I could just see you coming, just from a really spiritual high coming off of that. Uh, guys, uh, uh, my name is uh, 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 Todd Miller, and uh, uh, I've, we've been talking for a few weeks about this uh, theme surrounded. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, uh, both now and forevermore. And uh, so, so during these few weeks, uh, we're simply wrestling with ways that life issues make us feel surrounded. And then reminding ourselves of ways that God surrounds us with His blessings every day. And, and this is uh, probably most of the things we talk about during this little uh, uh, session are things that you already know. A lot of them are just kind of, sometimes we just need to be reminded, you know, of, of things. Uh, we ended up, the last time I spoke a couple of weeks ago, um, we ended up talking about, you know, uh, different ways that God surrounds us. Uh, and, and then we asked you, you came up with some really cool ways in your own personal life that God has, has surrounded you. And we made the comment that uh, John 15, 26, the spirit of truth will testify about me. And probably most of us, have had experiences where just all of a sudden you feel like, I understand this, God. I've got this, God. I mean, it, uh, you just have a, a lot of insights come to you. And, and, and sometimes do they, they may just come out of the blue, right? I mean, it can be just at, at, at awkward times. But, but that, that is the spirit of truth testifying uh, about, uh, uh, about him. And, and part of our job is to try to declutter our life enough 
that we can hear those things and, 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 and sense those things and, and to really get into the, uh, you know, the will of the Lord and, and to let His Spirit truly speak to us. Uh, I firmly believe His Spirit is speaking to us every single day, constantly. It's just 95% of the time we're not listening. And, and you may say, well, I'm... I'm a pretty religious person. I think I'm trying to listen to what God wants me to do. Well, you're doing that, and you're doing 50 million things during the day, and, and you've got uh, 10 times more things on your plate that should be on your plate, and you're just not in a position to listen. Uh, so so those, those moments where, where you know, God does speak to us, uh, th they are true gems uh, and, and, and really valuable and 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 they will come if we'll just listen and give ourselves uh, an opportunity to listen I uh, uh, one of those experiences hit me what one of the favorite things when I was a, a principal uh, uh, at MTCS uh, we would take a class trip every year different classes would go on class trips and I the the Charleston class trip was always my favorite trip I just me and my wife love Charleston uh, we're kind of into to history I, I don't know if any of you have been to Charleston before but if you haven't been you need to go uh, it's it's a just a it's a different kind of city and it's a lot of really cool things well I don't know how many years ago this was uh, but uh, one day we were in Char one, one spring we were in Charleston, and I was just walking around the city, which is just love to do. And and this sign was was in front of one of their uh, local churches. And if you can't read it, it says highlighted: "Be the church, protect the environment, care for the poor, forgive often, fight for the powerless, share earthly." and spiritual resources, embrace diversity, love God, enjoy this life. And I don't know, I, it was just, I was just out of the blue. I was just walking along and I looked over and I saw that sign and it's just like this flood of thoughts. I, and I believe God was speaking to me through this. You're talking about surrounding you in different ways uh, and speaking to us in different ways. It feels, I, for some reason, I read that sign and I really felt his presence and it sparked me to thinking a lot about a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, uh, uh, this whole concept of being the church. It dawned on me that I've spent my whole life really thinking more and putting more emphasis on going to church, studying about church, uh, you know, <coughs> checking those boxes of, of things you're supposed to do as a Christian. But I hadn't thought much about being the church. What, can, can somebody just give me an insight? What does it mean to, to be something? Have purpose. Have purpose. That's exactly right. Well, you know, uh, 
Uh, I'm, you know, y'all know I went to Alabama, huge Alabama fan. Uh, got to take my grandchildren uh, uh, to the Citrus Bowl uh, a few days ago. Had a great time. I love college football. I've said that before. Uh, you know, just just a big fan. But but let me ask you: Does does me going to a college football game, reading about college football in general, cheering for my team? Does that make me a college football player? No. No. Uh, so I started thinking about this whole issue of, and I'm not saying that these things are bad in any way. It's not bad to go to church. It's good to go to church. It's not bad to read and study your scripture. It's not bad to sing and everything. But are we being you know, when you're being something, that's, a, that's an action word. It, it's, it's a living word. And let me just pause one second. Most of you probably have, uh, most of y'all go to the late service. I'm just guessing, right? Okay. I, I'll, I'll just give you a little heads up. Uh, David Young is fixing to lay some stuff on y'all, the second service, that fits right in with this. And he's going to challenge you. Uh, and in fact, that's what we're going to be doing the next few months uh, as a church. We're going through a study of the book of Acts. And the book of Acts, and it's all about being the church and what that looks like in our individual lives. So I, I, I want to just throw that out there. Please, please uh, plan on being here. It's going to be really good because I believe I've worked with uh, 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 young people for 25 years. And I believe there's a lot of young people out there who, who have grown up with this idea that actually church is what happens right here, right now on Sunday morning. That's church. And it's really not. I mean, it's a part of it. But you spend a lot more time outside of these walls than you do in these walls. So I, I'm going to ask you to think and pray about, and, and, and as the, our church works through the book of Acts, what does it look like for me to be the church? And I, I really believe that's why so, so many young people today leave the church is they never can see that vision of being the church. Guys, I'll go ahead and tell you, checking boxes and doing things you're supposed to do, that will only get you so far, okay? And that, that works for mom and dad and, and doing what you're supposed to do when you're young. Or what, but when you get to a certain age, checking those boxes just don't do it for you. I, at least it didn't for me. At some point, you're going to have to figure out a wrestle with and figure out a way of, of what does it look like for me to be a Christ follower. Not just, not just cheer for Jesus, not just you know, study about Jesus, not just to you, you know, uh, uh, serve others or whatever, but be. But be a true Christ follower. So sometimes... Uh, uh, you know, this whole concept 
of surrounded by walls. Sometimes I think that the walls of our church literally sometimes kind of entrap us and hold us in. And for some people, they think that's all there is to it. These walls, you know, I, I go to church, you know, I, three times a week or two times a week or, or whatever. I go to Raiders for Christ and go to the Devos and, and everything. And, and, and that's, that's it. Well, that, that whole sign, you know, got me just to thinking about how does my faith live outside of these walls? How does my faith live outside of these laws. And I will tell you all up front, I spent a lot of my life where most of my faith was inside those walls. Was inside these walls. And I'll admit that to you. How, do, do those I come in contact with in my daily life see any difference in the way I act as opposed to everyone else? You know, I remember one year uh, 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 I was at the University of Alabama and uh, uh, went down there and uh, didn't know anyone down there and, and uh, uh, went to church some, not near as much as I should have. But the youth, uh, the college minister there, uh, he came up <clears throat> to my room one time. And this, is just, this kind of just shows you where I was spiritually. You know, my... My uh, uh, roommate, uh, you know, he, he cussed like a sailor. I mean, it, just very, you know, just constantly. I never said anything to him about it. I mean, I never, I, I, wasn't, I didn't like it or whatever. But, but quite honestly, let's, let's, where I was spiritually at that point, it didn't bother me, you know, much. Okay? Okay. Uh, but when it bothered me, one day our campus minister came up to our dorm room, and he was a young guy, and he was not much older than, than us, and, and he just, uh, he comes in, he's visiting with me, and we're having a good little visit in, in the dorm room, and then, you know, here comes my, my friend. He walks in and everything, you know, he, he sits down, starts to visit with us, and he just, just immediately he starts, you know, every other word is, you know, this and that or whatever. I started feeling uncomfortable real fast because my, my campus minister was in there. So, do those I come in contact with in my daily life see any difference in the way I act as opposed to everyone else? At that point in my journey, I would say no for me. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just wasn't there. Uh, ha have you ever been in a, uh, uh, a, a place where uh, 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 you've wondered, does anyone even know I'm, I'm a Christ follower? Some of this, I'm just going to challenge you. This, New Year's is a great time to just self-evaluate. Uh, you know, there. Uh, just ask yourself and challenge yourself and pray to yourself about questions like this. Do those I come in contact with 
see any difference. If you read Pew Research and some of the things as far as the large picture of our church and Christianity in general, there's not a lot of difference between all the, you know, different rates, you, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, divorce or whether it's, uh, you know, drug addiction or whatever. Not a huge difference between non-believers and believers. So I don't know. Do I make any positive impact on this world outside of these walls? I'd ask you to, I'd ask you to wrestle with that question. What do I do in my life that makes a positive impact on others? Do I do anything? Or, or am I so consumed with the busyness of my plate, of my life, is, is, that, is that just consumed me? Or am, am, am I just in survival mode? Do y'all understand what I'm saying there? Has any ever, anyone ever been there? You've been in survival mode? I, I still get in modes like that where my plate is so full. I just, you know, I just, Lord, I just ask you to get me through the day to do these things. Now, so it's all about me at that point. Am I doing anything have a positive impact on this world outside of these walls. Am I being the church at that point? And I'm not saying you shouldn't, you shouldn't do those things and take care of your business and everything. But you do have some control over what items you put on the plate in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. You've got control over that. Uh, you know, you've got control on, on you, you, once they're on your plate and they all have requirements and commitments and, and things you got to do, once they're on your plate, you may not have a lot of control because you're an honorable person and you're going to meet your commitments and your, your requirements. You're going to do that. Honor calls you to do that. But you do have control over what you allow on your plate. And I, I, guys, I'll tell you, I, th I think that's one of the greatest challenges to our faith today is the things that we allow on our plates uh, there. So, so anyway, this, just walking around in Charleston, this one sign just sparked me to thinking about, you know, where I was. Was I really being the church? Do people even know that I'm a Christ follower? If so... How do they know? Do people even know that I'm a Christ follower? If so, how do they know? Um, I've been at points in my life and places in my life, I'll be honest with you, that uh, I doubt most people knew that I was a Christ follower. It's, uh, it's real easy. It, our, our, I don't know how you guys are wired, but, but for me, my default setting is I, want, I don't want any attention to me. I want to kind of fit in and just, I don't want to be the person out, out there, the outlier, the person who is doing it. That's, that's just my natural default. I, I just, I don't want to be noticed. You know, I'm, I'm kind of introverted and socially awkward and all that. And, 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 and 
that's just kind of the way I am. So uh, it's real easy for me to go back to that uh, there. Um, I was uh, I, I was reading a, a an account on uh, um, a, a guy wrote some stuff on the internet and I thought it was pretty. I'd actually heard about this before. And uh, Perry, could I get you to maybe read uh, read the first three slides here to everyone? So this this is an account. This is an account of a church that existed uh, during World War II. In, in Nazi Germany. This, this was a Protestant church, uh, you know, maybe similar to churches today. So the first three lines or just? The, the first three slides here. Okay. A few years ago, I read a story that has haunted me ever since, ever since. It was a first-hand account from a young man who grew up in Nazi Germany. He considered himself a Christian and was part of a small church that gathered every Sunday to worship together. The church that had, the church had heard rumors about what was happening to the Jewish people, but they mostly tried to ignore the stories. They felt so powerless to stop the Nazi machine. I imagine that the church was probably pretty average. If one of us were to have shown up, we probably would have been able to fit in without standing out. The only distinguishing thing about this church is that it had been built a little too close to the train tracks. And lately, the trains had been running a lot. But the problem wasn't the train, it was the cargo. Can I get a volunteer to read three more slides? Okay. In this little church building, the German Christians could hear the sound of Jewish people on their trains. They could hear the trains, they could hear the train whistle as it would begin to approach, immediately followed by men and women screaming for help as they went barreling toward a Nazi death camp. These church people had hearts, so they, so the screams tormented them. They knew they had to do something, but they believed nothing could do, nothing they could do, would make a difference. Read that last sentence one more time. They knew they had to do something, but they believed nothing they could do would make a difference. So over time, they learned the schedule of the train, and they planned to start singing hymns to keep from hearing the loud cries from the doomed people rushing right past their walls. Wow. So, my question is this. Do you see any parallels between that church in Nazi Germany and some churches or Christians today? Are there any parallels at all? You may say no, there's not uh, there. I'm going to give you a few minutes to discuss that at your tables, and, and uh, then we'll get some input on that. So do you see any parallels between that church and Nazi Germany? Okay, guys, let's, let's, uh, let's get a little feedback uh, uh, from you and see what you came up with uh, on this. Let, let's start over on this side of the room here. This group, what would y'all come up with? today like and there they were just kind of staying within their walls like you were talking about earlier they weren't they just felt like they were defeated and they didn't even like try to go out so they just tried to cover it up you know and stay within the walls and not reach out why why do you think they 
they stayed in their walls. Well, why? Do you have any idea why? Why they? Because their God's not big enough. Their God's not big enough. Yeah. That's good. Also, they were thinking of what they could do as people, and they could do nothing. Right. What could they do? That's a great answer. Uh, yeah, because they were under Nazi Germany and all of that power. What What could just us average people do to stop the Nazi government or whatever? But yeah, that's a great answer. It, it, it goes back to faith that our God is big enough. You know, there. That's good. Uh, did y'all come up with anything? Oh, well, we talked about... What could they have done? Right. I mean, it, it's easy to judge people mm -hmm. from the comfort of 21st century America. Yes. That these people... I mean, these people... German citizens didn't have guns. They could have gone out and shot the guards in a train and rescued the Jewish people. And that is, I mean, other than just lay themselves across the track, yeah. there's not a whole lot that they could have done. I'm not making excuses. I'm just right. It's real easy to sit in a comfortable judgment seat, and it's a horrible situation. I'm just not sure that I see a whole lot that they've physically done about it. They could have prayed a lot about it. Who's to say those hymns were not there, like cries for you know what I mean instead of like oh let's just sing so we don't hear this it's like this is all we know to do so let's just cry out to God you know mm -hmm. they, they might have been crying within their walls I'm sure they were but or their hymns maybe it was loud enough to someone yeah. could hear it and you know just have some type of hope if any yeah and, and I, I totally agree it, it's real easy it's real easy when someone's in in a tough situation for everyone else to tell them what to do, right? Have, have y'all ever been in a tough situation and everybody's trying to tell you what to do, and they don't really understand? They don't really, they don't really understand where you're at, right? I, I guess. And I think too, there's there's a, there's a huge element of fear, and in and even though scripture tells us, "Do not be afraid." multiple times when you're in a situation in an environment where you witness people who do protest against the government who are on getting sent on the very same trains to certain death for the most part uh, it's very hard to find a voice when it is your life and it's not just your life but possibly your families as well and so I think that's why those instances where people who hid the Jews or did stand up they they stand out because they found courage even in the face of fear where I don't think the majority of us put in that situation we would like to think that we would but realistically I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it may, it may have changed how they, do you think it would have changed how the things if they knew that the trains going by had like their relatives and family in it, would that have changed anything or not? I don't, I don't know. But I really, I want us to just kind of look at big picture here. Do you see any, any parallels of things that, that people of faith do today? Or, or, or is that no parallels at all? That, that's, a, that's a legitimate answer too. Yes. Um, so I was just thinking about, if you're looking for a parallel, 
that um, as Christians, sometimes we see we come into contact and work at school or wherever we are in our daily life with people who are lost and are struggling and basically screaming for help in the way that they act and their behaviors and how different they are from ours. And instead of really taking the time to get to know them, we just think, oh, well, they're too far gone. Like, there's no reaching them. And so we cover it up with being busy or going to do the next thing, and we just forget about it. And so even if that's not what the church is doing there, that's a parallel that we can all connect with because um, I think that people who are misbehaving or doing things not according to the scripture who don't know Jesus are crying out for help in the best way they know how. They don't mm-hmm. have anything else. And so sometimes we can easily look at them or even reach out once or twice and then just think, oh, there's no reason then. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. And we yeah. kind of just that's really, really good and really insightful. Uh, how many people in here, uh, when, you, when someone's around you and they're not acting or, or conducting their life the way you know to be right or whatever, how, do you ever catch yourself your first instinct is to judge them rather than help them. I, I'll be honest with you, I have to raise my hand at times. I've, yeah, that, that's something you have to fight against uh, there. But that's a, that's a, that's a great uh, parallel. Thank you. Any, anyone from any of this section here? We said a parallel might be a lot of small town churches kind of just stay within their own walls, kind of like a back then and then a lot of bigger churches kind of well a lot of times go out and try to start more churches or go to foreign lands and stuff like that uh, I'm just curious uh, if, if you've ever been a member or a uh, uh, know of a church like he described there where, where, where they clearly was a church that everything they did pretty much happened within those walls. Uh, I'm just curious, has anybody ever been associated with a church like that? You or? have to go in to know which ones are which. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a nice Mormon yeah. church. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So that Do you guys have anything? That was. <laughs> There are a lot of things that we as Christians today are afraid to take a stand on. Right. I'm not going to go into too many specifics and stuff. I think I don't want to compare our world today to Nazi Germany because I don't think it's that drastic. Right. Please, no one misunderstand me. I think there's a lot of times we are afraid to take a stand for what we believe in and say, I don't agree with that. That's not what Christians believe in. It's becoming especially hard um, because a lot of churches, sometimes entire denominations, are saying, we believe in this now, and, and it's, it's yeah. very difficult for us to say, um, I, I really don't think that's rooted in Scripture, or, so, or something like that. There are a lot of hot-button issues that I think, um, I feel like if, if we're not having these kind of conversations in church, though, where are we having these conversations? Right. That's exactly and that's right. why I want to kind of bring it up, is because you know, a lot of times we get afraid there are certain things, oh, we, just, we don't talk about that in church, because that's uncomfortable. 
Well, where are we going to have these conversations? Where are people, I mean, college students are having it in dorm rooms. They're having it out at bars or something on Friday nights. It's like, where are you going to, where can, where's the place, a good environment we can have these kind of conversations? Um, so I think a lot of times we close up our walls to that, to having uncomfortable conversations and hearing uh, people's perspectives on things, but also taking really standing up for what we believe in. I think it's easy, especially culturally today, uh, sometimes the right decision isn't always the easy decision to make. And sometimes uh, by saying something that might um, be kind of a watered down version of Christianity, it will be a lot more receptive to people outside of church. Um, but that's not necessarily what the mission, the gospel that we need to be spreading, I think. Why do you think we're apprehensive about standing up when we know something to be, you know, wrong or whatever and calling it for what it is? I mean, I think because a lot of, I mean, I think we fear what results, you know, what results can happen uh, because of that. I mean, results from who? We don't have Nazi Germany over us I, I here. Jobs saying, okay, you believe that? You're not hired. Like, you, you are discriminatory. You're racist or something. Uh, you know, people just can very quickly throw out words and tag it to you. And once you get tagged with that, well, what are you going to do? And um, I think it's becoming especially evident today. Um, uh, for instance, I'm, I'm in the military and stuff, and so I deal with people a lot of times with a lot of different viewpoints and everything. And... Um, no, it's, it's difficult because you want to be respectful, of, of course. You have a purpose in your job and whatever, but you also want to, if someone starts really attacking what you believe in, you want to stand up for what you believe. And um, I think there are certain ways to do it while being respectful and everything, but I think a lot of times people just say, I'm just going to go with the flow because it's easier and not say what I believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you, I want to just piggyback all that. Uh, guys, we, we, a lot of us, have this fear of disagreeing with someone. We have a fear of, of conflict. I mean, I'm that way. I mean, I try my best to avoid conflict whenever, when, whenever uh, I can. Uh, but having a, a disagreeing with somebody over an issue or something, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And nope. you don't have to challenge someone's humanity or integrity or anything to do that. My granddaddy, you know, uh, always said, you know, you can disagree with someone without being disagreeable. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, you, you can speak truth. We're called to speak truth. We don't ha necessarily, the mistake we've made sometimes in the past is it is that we try to use that truth as a baseball bat and pound people over the head with it, mm -hmm. and whether they agree with it or not, there's no way they're going to come over in, to you because you've done built that big barrier of a wall mm -hmm. there. So you can disagree with that, someone without being disagreeable. Those are great points, Perry. Go ahead. I was just going to say um, a lot of people don't want to rock the boat because they're afraid of the conflict or whatever. Like you kind of just agreeing with you. Yeah. And. Um, I, and a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, it's not my business, and you know, that's them, and they just want to like, I'm just going to mind my own business and be in my own world, even though it's like, red flag, flashing yeah. lights, like, this is not okay, but it's just like, oh, like, 
I know a lot of my coworkers are just like, oh, I don't judge. The Bible says don't judge. And like all this stuff. Everybody always says that. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of interesting conversations with people. And before I was in like recovery, I'll just say that. Like I would never have any kind of conversation like that. But it's like it's possible to have, like you're saying, disagreements without being disagreeable. And it's interesting, like, when you allow that to happen, God will really present himself. Like, I've had some really, like, okay, I don't see it that way. Yeah. And it's been fine. And, yeah. they're, and they're not like, you're judging me or anything. Well, they're just like, oh, okay. You know? I mean, God and Jesus, they really know what's best. And uh, uh, the, the truth will set you free. The, speaking truth is healthy. It's it's in all in how how we we do it. Uh, so great comments, guys. I wish we had I wish we had uh, more time to talk about this. We're about out of time, but I, I'm I'm also curious, and we might even talk about it a little next week. I don't. Uh, do you run into this challenge at MTSU? Any? Do, are you ever in classes where where you have felt like your faith was challenged, and what do you do with that? You know, uh, 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 what do you do with it? So it's easy for us to start thinking that if we just perform the right ceremonies or do the correct rituals, God won't expect more of us. But from Moses to the prophets to Jesus, God has been adamant that part of what it means to be His people has a lot to do with engaging the world outside of whatever walls we find ourselves in. I thought that was a, that was a, a, a great Quote, God calls us to make a difference outside of these walls. And please don't misunderstand. I'm not taking anything away from what goes on inside the walls. I'm just saying it's so much more. And your faith can be so much deeper and richer uh, if, if there's more to it than that just goes on uh, here. So not just to go to church but to be the church. I really, and, and, and we're, our church is going to be wrestling. In the next three months, we're wrestling with it. Uh, you know, the church in Acts. You know, what does it mean to be the church? It's radical. <laughs> You're going to see some radical things come out in the next three months as David covers the book of Acts. Finish up with a couple of scriptures uh, that just, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith. Contend. Contend for the faith. That's an action word. Contend for the faith. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be different by the renewing of your mind. Therefore, go and make disciples. Uh, Go and make disciples. These are all action. These are all part of being something, not just talking about it or reading about it or, or whatever, but it's doing, being. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he was, has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that 
so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. First of all, works don't get you to heaven. The grace of God gets you to heaven, first of all. Make sure you remember that. But if your relationship is serious about the Lord, it will show, it will bear fruit. And, and there will be works there. That is part of what it looks like being the church. So we might pick it up next week with what are the challenges and opportunities for us to truly be the church. Have a blessed week. Thank you all.